0: Along to another preview edition of the Jazznet Weekly podcast, a totally free and independent Rangers podcast made by fans for fans, where all of our content is always free, and if you head over to the website at www.erzanat.co.uk you can get involved in all of the excellent content that we have besides the podcast here, which includes the very friendly discussion forum, the articles, the social media, and of course the History Archive. If you're joining us live tonight, it's just gone 9 o'clock on Friday the 27th of August. I'm sorry they you haven't got anything better to do with your Friday night but neither do me and Colin, so you can uh, you can hang out with us. The podcast is always available for download uh, the next day, so that'll be out tomorrow morning. And that's wherever you get your podcast from, including ACast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, as I say, uh, the the other sort of sad guy giving up this Friday night to talk about Rangers is uh, my good friend and colleague Colin Armstrong. Colin, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm very well, Ross. Thanks for asking. Good friend and colleague. That's that's as good as it gets, really, isn't it? Good, good colleague and friend. Oh, okay, okay, All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll take what I'm given. I'm not I'm not greedy. No. Um. How's your How's
0: your
1: week been? Has the battle fever been well and truly on? Uh, but a bit of hard, hard week at work to be honest with you. Quite a pressured week at work. So I was really looking forward to that game last night, and uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was ninety <laughs> minutes of absolute. Oh, it was just brutal. It was it was just one of the games as we were saying before we came on air, but. You know, had to be endured rather than rather than enjoyed. Yeah, uh, but uh, it was it was horrible. So I was a wee bit a wee bit of disappointment because I was really looking forward to you know seeing Rangers perform well, and, and especially when they went down to ten, you thought like we're going to get a couple now. We should have. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't have you know a, a good enough a good amount of chances on the night, but some of the finishing was poor, and just overall it was just really really poor to watch. Uh, I so aye, I'm hoping for better on Sunday, obviously.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, just before we came on air there, Frankie said to us, you know, it's an old firm preview,
1: you can have an extra sort of five or ten minutes. So yeah.
0: do you want to use that
1: time to get into your work problems? or to work stick? No, no, I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to footballing because that's brutal. I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't say there problems. It's just been, there's been a lot to do this week and it was all tight deadlines. And aye, so aye, I got it done. I got it done in the end, but it was, aye, I'm going. Excellent. Well, we might as well dive right
0: in. Obviously, we're going to talk about the the old firm, which is coming up on Sunday, first old firm of the season. Uh, midday kick off, welcoming I- uh, Celtic to Ibrox. Um, but of course, we we, we played Al last night and uh, that's put us through to the group stages of the Europa League for the fourth year in a row. So we might as well have a a wee look back at that. Colin, as you say, it was kind of let's, let's describe it as another sort of huffing and puffing performance from Rangers. Um, never really looked like the side that we looked like at times last season. Um, but we've made it through. That was kind of the, the theme of, of Gary Mack's post-match interview was we made it through four years in a row, very, very successful. Given that we didn't score against an, uh, you know, an absolutely weaker opposition, that was are bound to 10 men, can we call last night a, a, a successful result? Or are you really looking for more at this stage?
1: I mean, at the end of the day, the job was done. So yeah, under the the terms of the use, successful. You know, I consider successful. Did you achieve your aim? Then that's a success. However, uh, the, the performance can be a lot better. And I think it's further evidence that things just haven't clicked this season at all. Now I, I was watching Gary McAllister's press conference today, and he was sort of attribut- attributing that to a few things. You know, players coming back from the Euros, Copa America, the COVID issues people coming back from red red flag countries, all that kind of thing. So yeah, there have been issues, but you'd have to say every club's had those issues. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's not just us. So it's still, I, I get what he's saying and I agree with him. It, it, there, doesn't, there hasn't been the same sort of fluent feel to things as what there was last pre-season and, and, and going into the early stages of the season. So I, I understand what they're saying and what McAllister was saying, sorry. And to a certain degree, uh, I agree with him. I think that there, there are issues in, in terms of you know players coming back at different times. But as I said, that that's affected most big clubs. And you know, I mean, Celtic were in turmoil. You know, the first few games of the season. know I mean, I'm not saying they're you know the 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 rebirth of the Brazil 1970 team that they seem to think that they are. But you know, they, they've turned it around fairly quickly, especially going forward. I think defensively they're still in shambles. And you know, I, I don't think we should forget that. But there's definitely been a, an improvement in their performances overall, whereas we're still very disjointed looking. And, you know, and last night was a classic example of it. Just all night, it was the same, very sort of disjointed. Uh, I, I kind of got the feeling, Frankie mentioned it before we came on air, that, you know, we were playing within ourselves a wee bit. I did kind of get that impression at times. We weren't full, full pelt, but even still, you know, especially when they go down to 10 men, you know, the level of opposition you're playing, you, you, you should expect to, to beat a team
0: like that, I think. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's, it's a lack of, I don't know, is it fluency or fluidity? Things just aren't It's, it's quite gelling. And it's, it's one of those things, I think, at the start of the season, we were, you know, we, we were using those excuses like we've come back from the Euros, come back from Copa America, the preseason hasn't been ideal. Um, we've played a lot of competitive games now, you know. Yeah. So it, it really does need to be, be starting to click. That being said, Colin, obviously this, this week for us has really been dominated by COVID. In a way that you know, it, it has affected us already this season, probably more than it did last season. I think the COVID absences we had last season were obviously um, the five players that had a party and, and then were, we're banned, seeing majority Evans and George Jones. But we never really had the virus itself either spreading through the players or, or forcing mass isolations. That's obviously happened this week, and uh, I, I think the first we also sort of knew about it was when reports were coming from the airport that. Hang on, Gerard's not here. Pavanier's not here. Five or six other first-team players weren't there. Um, naturally, that's going to have some some kind of an impact. Even if nothing else, your manager's not
1: there to give you the instructions. How big an impact do you think that will have on the game? <clears throat> I, I mean, obviously, it's not ideal preparation. There's no denying that. Uh, you know, you want your manager to be there. You want your best players to be there. And it also puts a, an element of uncertainty over... You know, Sunday's game, you know, and that's maybe in people's minds. I mean, for Ross McCrory, you know, Ross, sorry, eh, his brother, what's his name? Robbie. Robbie. eh, You know, huge night for him to to come in, you know. So these all unexpectedly, boom, that's it, you're in. And I mean, I know Sunday's game's important, but last night's was arguably more important, you know, because we haven't qualified for the Champions League. We've lost out in the the sort of the revenue that was available there. So to me, it was essential that we qualified for the Europa League because if we, if, we, if we dropped down further into that, you know, the Conference uh, League thing, then I, th- I think we'd have been looking at selling one or two more players than we'd wanted to. So I think it was essential that we got through last night, and maybe that's partly why we weren't fluent last night. You know, maybe players realised that the pressure was on it, but the COVID stuff definitely doesn't help. There's no doubt about that. That said. You know, the way things are at the moment, you know, people are getting back to work. People are, you know, there's a wee, a wee sense of normality. People are back in the grounds again. You know, hospitality venues are open again, pubs and restaurants. I, I think there was always going to be a, an increase in cases. You know, I mean, I, I would actually say I know more people with it now than I've had at any point through this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's running riot at my at my son's school. Uh, one of his teammates in his football team have got it. One of my mates, uh, a guy I go to the Camelon games with fall, he's tested positive. You know, these are things that I I hadn't really come across in the the, the previous 18 months. So I think that's to be expected. You know, we're we're mixing again, we're going out again and, uh, you know, mass gatherings again. So I I think every club will get it this year. You know, I mean, last year year, I think clubs had a chance because players were in their bubble. Everyone was... You know, we're in a lockdown, everybody was sort of staying in their house and stuff like that. So that gave players a good chance of not contracting it or, you know, being a close contact to someone who has it. We're all out and about again. So, I mean, even even if a player says, you know what, I'm just going to stay in the house and I'm going to... His family will be going out, you know, wives, children and all that. I mean, myself, my kids are at the school. The school's riddled with it. My wife was in the hospital. That's obviously riddled with it. You know, so if even if I decided to be a hermit and stay in the house twenty-four-seven for the next however long, there's a good chance that virus is coming into my house, you know, but the same for players. So yeah, I think it'll affect a lot of players and clubs this season. So it's maybe as well getting it out of the road quicker, you know, and, yeah. and deal with it then. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think another hard thing with this is that um the football players are naturally part of the younger cohort, I suppose. And, yeah. Um it's not given that they'll have all been double vaccinated by now. You know, I think things are pretty tight making sure that you can't just pay to get your vaccine done quicker because you've got the money. So that's probably not helping the situation. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really, really difficult one. The virus, obviously, it, it hasn't gone anywhere. And as you say, as, as the world opens up again, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up for the open. Obviously, I'm flying up to Edinburgh tomorrow and getting the bus across the bus. We'll go through two airports, a bus station sitting on the bus next to Folk. Going to the stadium where there'll be, I don't know, it's close to full capacity, let's say 40, 45,000 folk. Uh, the, the virus is going to spread. Yeah. We're all jabbed and we're all this and we're all that, and, and that will soften the blow or lessen the impact for most people, obviously. But yeah, for us all to sort of think while well, stadiums are open again, so things are back to normal, you can see that this virus is still going to have a, a hell of an impact throughout the season. And you're right, getting it getting it out of the way early is, uh, is not such a bad thing. I guess, Colin, with with say the virus and, and the absences that we had, with the five, five and a half hour flight that the players had to go through, with the the manager not being there with the heat, you know, some sources saying it was up to 36 degrees at the time of kickoff yesterday. Can we cut some slack in terms of the performance? You know, the players had to get through last night. Alashkert, whether at Ibrox or in Armenia, they they never really looked like scoring. Um, you know, the the the, the most significant impact of Robbie McCrory's night was when he was kicked in the head. So he's, he's actually, he's had a very quiet night. The players had to get through that and get through to the next round, which they did without conceding, without really looking like conceding. Um, can we cut them a bit of slack, do you think?
1: A, a, a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes back to what I said earlier. I think, you know, we qualified and that was the objective. You know what I mean? And I think it was essential that we qualified. So it's, it's, that tie has been a success. We got through, they didn't, job done. But I just think it's the level of the, the performance. It's over both legs that was slightly disappointing. I think the second half last week was probably the best he played over the two legs. You know, when we were down to 10, when Scott Wright came on, you know, that, that injected a bit of urgency into us. And, and that's probably the best we've looked over the two legs, I think. First half performance last week was really poor. And I would say, you know, first and second half yesterday was, it could have been a, it could have been a lot better. But at the end of the day, we're through, and you can cut them a bit of slack because this team, you know, they were relentless last season. This is the fourth year in a row uh, we've reached the group stages of the Europa League. And I think it was quite interesting to hear Gary McAllister, they describe us as an established Europa League team. And I think he's right. You know, you know, we've had some really good results over the last few years. And so we are. We're, we've got experience in that tournament now. We know how to go to places and win games and get points and all the rest of it. And you know, we've got out the group stages the last two seasons. So you you have to give this team credit and you have to give the, the, the manager and the coaching staff credit because, you know, before Stephen Gerrard had arrived, the, the thought of getting to the group stages of the real one season, let alone four, was, was was just not on. So yeah, it is a success. It was just I think I I don't think that there'd been too much criticism about the performance last night if it wasn't the latest in a a line of similar performances. I think you know, if we'd played well in previous games, you know, and we'd won the, the the home leg maybe two three now, and we played like that last night, I don't think anyone would really bothered. They just viewed it as right well. You know, it was a, it was a game to being endured, as I said, and not enjoyed. But the fact that the tie wasn't completely put to bed, and we were looking just one goal. I I was with my mate last night. We went we went to the pub to watch it. I was like, one goal. That's all we need. One goal in the game that the the tie is done. There's no way they're coming back after that. Uh, and they, they couldn't get it. that. It was a wee bit disappointing, I think. But, as I said, there, there's all sorts of issues going on at the moment, but they need they need to find their rhythm soon. You know, was a big game on Sunday, uh, they, and I, th- I think after the international break, I think it's St. Johnson away, which could be a tricky... I mean, I know they're struggling a wee bit at the moment domestically, but, you know, Callum Davidson seems to know how to play against Rangers, so that could be another tricky game. They need to find form soon. They need to find their, their rhythm very, very soon.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm sure you'll, you'll talk about it more on the main show on Sunday, but the draw was made for the group stages today. Um, Leon, Sparta Prague and Ronby from Copenhagen. Um, what's your, your immediate reaction to that? I, I mean, I, I mean, in terms
1: of the draw itself, I think it's one we can get out of. I mean, I think you would, you would assume that Leon are favourites to, to win the group, as, as uh, Benfica were last year. And then it's between us and probably uh, Sparta Prague for the for the second spot. But I'm slightly disappointed because I've seen two of those teams already. I've seen I've seen Sparta Prague in '91. Uh, We were two on up. Stuart McCall scored twice. We we lost the first leg one nothing. It was actually my first European game. Actually, Sparta Prague, and we were two on up. Stuart McCall scored two goals, and then about five minutes to go, Scott and Asbit and. Andy Gorham, it was just the most bizarre thing. you did, like Scott Nisbet sort of toe poked it. There was no power in it. And Andy Gorham, just, I, I don't know what he was thinking about. He just sort of watched it as it sort of trickled in. And that was us out in the away goals. Uh, and obviously the Leon game, well, they pumped us at Ibrox. You know, I was there that night when we, when we got beat 3 uh, 0. So I leave it disappointed because last season, who did we get? Benfica, uh, Standard Liege, and whose other team? Anderlecht, was it? No. In the group stages. Does huh. that know where uh, Ruth scored his goal? That was Liege. Was that Liege? This is, this is
0: shocking,
1: isn't it? Like the three, uh, it's, well, yeah. I'm, I'm nearly 50. It's all right for me. It's shocking for you. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the three teams that they, they got last season, I hadn't seen Poznan. those teams. Poznan. Lech Poznan. Poznan. I hadn't seen those teams. Right. I hadn't, I hadn't seen any of those teams. I was like, oh, I'd really like to see them. And then when we're back in, it's two teams that I've, you know, two of the three I've seen already. Quite tough for my boy because, you know, it's, it's three new teams for him that he's, he's never seen before. But, aye, I was a wee bit frustrated. I always try and look for teams that I've, I've not seen yet, if you know what I mean. And, uh, I've failed on this thing. Yeah, you have. You've failed. I've failed and, um, the big thing. I, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with it. I think, you know, I, I've not seen any of those. I, actually, no, I have, I have. I was at the
0: Leon, the Leon home team as well. Um, we got the, the overnight sleeper train back down to London after it was horrible. Um, but as far as Prague and Brombe I'd, I'd be really, really disappointed if we, weren't, if we weren't getting out of that group. And actually, I and mean, the last that we saw of Leon obviously was uh, our demolition of them in the Olia Trophy last year. I'm sure they're out for revenge for that, but uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if they don't top the group, but I think we can be challenging for that and, and comfortably go through, absolutely. Right, before we move on to talk about the uh, the old firm coming up this Sunday, just uh, a quick word for one of our partners here at JazzNet, which is footballprives.co.uk, who obviously run um, prize draws for, for excellent uh, custom football merchandise. At the moment, they've got a, a prize draw on the go for an Allen voice signed and custom Green Rangers shirt. Uh, there's 99 tickets available for sale at four pound 95 each. Uh, The competition will end on the 1st of September at 7.30pm, so do head over to the website at footballprizes.co.uk to grab a ticket or have a look on the Net social media feeds where you can get the direct link. Colin, it's the first old firm game of the season. Um, It's always a a, a nervy one, it's always an exciting one. Um, We've spoken a lot today about the COVID players who are missing, um, some really, really key players, I think in particular... Alan McGregor, Ryan Kent, who seems to, to terrify them, Scott Wright, possibly being our best player so far this season, uh, Calvin Bassey, who I think has been has been excellent so far this season, and, and kind of stood in really well for uh, for Goran and and of course our captain who was missing on on Thursday as well. How important for this tie is it that we get as many of those players back fit and ready to go as possible? You'll have to unmute before you start talking. Thank you for pointing that out,
1: Ross. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think it's vital that McGregor's there. I must admit that because he's, he's, you know, he's a big player in these games. Tav at the moment, I mean, Tav's one of those ones that's not in his best form, and I, and I trust, uh, I trust Patterson in that role, so that would be fine. On the other side, I'd like to see Bassey, because Barisic. I don't know what's wrong with Barisic at the moment, but he, he just doesn't look the, the player that we all know he is. Uh, no, I'm not saying that Bassi's now our, our, our first choice left back, but until you know, finds some form again and, and gets some confidence back, then I, I would rather see Bassi in there. Ken again not playing that great at the moment, but it's maybe this type of game he needs, you know, big crowd. As you say, he enjoys playing against Celtic more times than not. He, he, he gives them problems. Uh, so I mean, even although he's not been playing well, you would want him in. I would like to see Scott Wright in one of these games. I really would. I, I, I mean, I think. I feel for Scott Wright this season because he's played so well and every time he, he comes off the bench and does well, you think, well, he's earned a start. you know, he, He's due a start. And he just never seems to get it. Uh, and and I, I, I feel for him because you look at other players on the team that aren't performing so well. You know, they're getting a start all the time. You know, you're Taverniers, Lundstroms that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I do feel for him. I'd love to see him in a game like this because you know, he, he has. He's so direct. He's, he's He's got a bit of pace and And he's intelligent. He's more intelligent I think people give him credit for. He's an intelligent player Uh, and he's far better than I thought. I mean, when we signed him, I was kind of like, I don't really know an an awful lot about this guy. Well, I know now, you know, I mean, he's really made an impact since he's arrived and I I feel for him a wee bit. I I think he's deserving of a wee bit more game time than he's getting at the moment. So I would love to see him in, in on Sunday, but I don't think we'll find out who's playing until the team's announced. You know what I mean? I think Rangers, I kind of got the feeling watching that press conference today, they were keeping their cards very close to their chest. You know what I mean? It's just like, we are not cracking a light here about who's in and who's who's not in. I suspect the club have an idea. I think Stephen Gerrard will know who's available uh, or have a strong indication of who's available. But I I mean, uh, what's his name? I'm having a brain freeze again here, Ross. Uh, McAllister today, was just, you know, he was asked a couple of times, and he was just, no, nah, not, not going there. We don't know. It's, it's up to this. It's up to the the governing bodies. It's up to the the medical staff. Blah, blah blah. I think that the way he was answering those questions suggests they know more than what he was letting on. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a, a fascinating one, and like I say, they, they kind of kept it very close to their chest and very secret until you know, we'll work got out because we could count how many people were getting on the plane, you know, but. Um, this, I, I think it's, it'll be something very, very similar. We won't, no one will know until 90 minutes before kickoff. off yes, um, Now, Colin, do the following names fill you with dread and or fear? Got Anthony Ralston, Carl Starfeld, Stephen Welsh, Adam Montgomery. Chances are that is the, the, the back four of the celtic line up with possibly um, Taylor instead of Montgomery, but he did have kind a of limp off last night against AZ Altmar. That is a weak Defense, And if we yeah. can have players like Ryan Kent, like Scott Wright, like Yannis Hadji, like Joe Aripo running at that back four, surely there is there is weakness there to be exploited, even if we've not been firing on all, all, all soldiers this season.
1: No, that, that, I think, uh, I heard someone talking about that previously, that, you know, kind of both teams, I mean, certainly last week against Ross County, there were signs that Rangers were looking a wee bit more like themselves. And I think that's what made last night's performance. So disappointing. You know, we, we thought we'd kind of taken a wee step forward and last night felt like, you know, three steps back. But I I, I mean I think Rangers going forward, if they click, you know, that's that's a defense to to, to go at, really. You know, what I mean I mean you saw the goal that Starfield scored last night, it was it was comical, you know. Uh, and even and Joe Hart as well. I don't think he covered himself in glory with the first goal. Uh, so yeah, definitely get got it. But the worry is our own defence because you know we were a team this time last season that I don't think we conceded by this point last season, had we? You know, I think it was a Hibs game, which was around about October before we, we conceded our first goal. So and we've conceded what three, four this this season already. So that's the worry. The defence just doesn't look as solid as as it was last season, and I think Celtic have obviously improved in that area. Uh, so that's the worry. That's the worry, and I also. I know it's going to be all Rangers supporters on Sunday. That kind of gives me the fear a wee bit as well. You know, it, it could be a bonus thing. You know, if, if, if we get the early goal and the crowd get going and the players react to that, it could go in our favour. But I think if we don't get the early goal and if, you know, they, they talk about, I mean, all coaches talk about this in away games, you know, after 15 minutes, 20 minutes, if we if we silence the crowd and then they start to turn, you know, if Celtic manage that, then it, it could be a, a touchy afternoon, I think. You know, we could be quite nervous. So I think the fact that Norway support there could be a, it could be a blessing and it could be a curse. I know the last time it was all Rangers supporters, of mine when David Murray banned them in sort of the mid nineties when they let them in because they kept on smashing the seats. Uh, it was a draw that day. I mean, so I think we drew one each with them that day and I wasn't, I wasn't at the game that day, but my mate who came back, he, he was like, he thought it was going to be great, you know, this crescendo of Ranger supporters and that. He came back saying, you know what, we need it hate. It just wasn't the same. We know, we know section of the ground, but you could shout it and all that kind of thing. He says it just, just wasn't the same. So he didn't enjoy it. So don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm chuckling away that, that the 800 are only getting in, but it could, it could work against us. I think, and I think that's something Ranger supporters who will be there on Sunday need to be wary of, you know, to, to try and be supportive even after like 15, 20, 25 minutes, if we've not got the goal, turning on them is not going to help. You know what I mean? Turning on them gives the opposition uh, the, the sort of, oh, right, we're, we're in here, if you know, give, give them the belief. I was actually, I was talking to my mate about this last night, actually, and uh, we were talking about how weird it's going to be when the, when the teams come out because I don't, I, I, I've not really been paying attention how they've been coming out at Ibrox. I notice other grounds are coming out at different parts of the ground. One, yeah, one at a time. One, one at a time. So I'm, I, I, I'm assuming they'll come out the main tunnel, but it was one at the time. And I was, I was like, I said, you know what we should do? We shouldn't boo them. We should just say nothing. They should just come out to a, like a completely empty stadium. You know what I mean? And just, I think that would be more unnerving than, cause you expect to booze. You know what I mean? You, they'll expect to jeer and, uh and I think sometimes that's you on. But if you come out to total silence, <laughs> <laughs> the hell is this? So i don't know, obviously that will not happen because it's no possible, but. I think that would be better than doing them. I just think that would completely unnerve them, you know, if they just walked out to an empty stadium. And then when the Rangers came out, you know, we gave them a big cheer. Yeah, well,
0: it, it, is, it is going to be a, a slightly surreal thing. You know, as you say, I, I, I've never been to a game where there was no way fast. Um So it is, it is going to be, yeah, certainly very, uh, a very weird. You must have, you must have been at a St. Johnston
1: game at Ibrox, for sure.
0: No, no, I've done, <laughs> Mirren, I've done a St Mirren game
1: at Ibrox. Uh, you, you, you can count the St Mirren fans. There's normally yeah. about there's normally about 33 of them.
0: Yeah, 33 of them. And it, St Mirren's what nine miles down the road from Ibrox. Yeah, yeah. That, that always yeah. always annoyed me. If I'm I'm flying up from London, I'm spending all that money travelling all that way, and those guys can't get a bus.
1: Right, well, it. they can get a bus, but it normally takes them to park heat. I find St. Mum fans you know that's that's where they tend to go on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I think you make a good point though about supporting the players on Sunday because it's even the little things like the the um I'm right saying subs subs still can't sit on the bench, can they? So they so it has to be back. Yeah. They yeah. Be in the stands. So they've not even got that kind of buffer around them of of, of the dugout. Um and if if things do start to turn, or you know, twenty five minutes gone and a misplaced pass, and it's, it's not been each that, could start to affect some of the players waiting to come on. I'm not sure I want one here because there's a, a bit of a nasty atmosphere in the air. But um, I don't know. I think I think our fans this season have have been a credit to us. I think that they have shown patience. I think from even things like the, the taking of the knee, the way that we've responded to the players there, I think it's been really really admirable. So. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really, I really am looking forward to it. I'm a bit, um, slight, as you say, slightly worried about our defence and, and Celtic do look like they have goals in them. Um, they're, they're scoring goals at the moment, so that's maybe a little bit of a concern, but i um, no, certainly very, very much looking forward to it. I, I guess the question, Colin, is how important, taking the emotion out of the game, how important is this one result in the context of the, the entire season? I mean,
1: I mean, nothing's going to be won or lost on, on Sunday, you know, in terms of the league title. But, I mean, if, if we lose it, you know, I mean, given Celtic's uh, goal difference at the moment as well, because of the two 6-0 wins, you know, they've, they've fairly racked up the goals. Then you would you would have to say that it's, it's maybe four, a four-point gap, because even if they close, close the gap, you know, they've still got the goal difference. So, yeah, I think it's vital to get a win. I think, I think it's vital to get a win just to, Hopefully that would reboot us and get us back on track. You know what I mean? Just to, because it just seems to me like a lot of them are just lacking in a bit of belief, a bit of confidence. Whatever it is, you know, a, a wins breed confidence, if, especially against your, your biggest rivals. If you go out there and turn it on against your biggest rivals, especially when everybody's starting to, you know, like two or three weeks ago, everyone was saying, oh, this, this, this old thumb game's a, a formality. Rangers are going to, absolutely annihilate Celtic because they were such a shambles at the time. That narrative has, has shifted and a lot of people in the media are now going the other way saying, oh, Celtic are going to turn up and, and, and turn them over. So it kind of feels like we're, we're going into his underdogs. And I'm sure I read something on Twitter the other day saying that the, the bookies have Celtic as favourites to win on Sunday. So, you know, it's the best possible time to put out a statement and just say, right, back in your box. Uh, so aye, it's up to the players, it's up to the players to find that rhythm, to find that sort of level of performance that they found last season and to end all this, we can't play in front of crowds nonsense, that that pisses me off, mm-hmm. I mean that's a nonsense I, I, don't get me wrong I, I do wonder sometimes in, in terms of how, how they cope with the pressure and the reason we never had it last year was just because we were so good, you know what I mean, they, they never really faced any questions uh, they just dealt with everything that came their way so I would like to see them stand up and and get, give a performance and just put all that talk to bed, and then move on. Hopefully, this will be the game that they put in a good result, a great result. Sorry, a great performance, great result, and that gives them the the sort of the boost that they need because it looks like they need something. You know what I mean? As I said last Sunday, there was wee hints that they were starting to click, and then those stupid defensive mistakes made the game. You know, with, with fifteen minutes ago, ten minutes ago, it was still like. No, County score again here. We're we're going to drop points.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, Sunday would be a great time to sort of to 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 finish all that. Yeah,
0: and you know you're you're right that nothing gets decided at this stage of the season. Um, and it's uh, I think it was John made the point on uh, on the main show on Sunday just gone. He said. It, it's starting to look a bit more like a kind of normal season where points do get dropped. We don't win everything. We do we, we do those games. We do draw games, um, and so that's why we, we we don't need to take too much panic away from the fact that we dropped points uh, away at Dundee United the other week. Um, Celtic have also dropped points. Celtic were mightily unimpressive in their opening game against Hearts. Um, Celtic were mightily unimpressive in the way that they were dumped out of Champions League again. Um, and so I don't think we necessarily need to go into this one with any fear. Yet yeah, the narrative has, has slightly shifted. Um, and people are labelling them, bookies are labelling them as favourites. Um, because they do seem to have, uh, yeah, let say they have a bit more form at the moment. that said, they still lost yesterday to an AZ Alkmaar team who are not yeah. not special. Nothing, to, nothing really for us to fear. Um, they still have an incredibly weak, naive, inexperienced back four and a goalkeeper who is you know, living off the glories that he had 10 years ago. Um, there, is, there is nothing really for us to fear there. Um, and like I say, with no opposition supporters at Ibrox, this is, this is a day for us to dictate. We are going there as champions. And I think we have to set that tone from, from the off, that this is, this is our house, this is our city, this is our league. And we are the team still to fear COVID cases and some patchy performances at the start of the season doesn't change everything that we accomplished last season. doesn't change the fact that our players are still the players that went unbeaten and had record after record after record last year. The mentality of that seems to have shifted, but momentum is is so important in football. And I think you're right that if we get the win, go into the international break, refresh, recharge, get fitness levels back up to where they need to be, then I think this can be a real sort of starting point to kick on for the rest of the season. I guess the, the, the only other question to make, Colin, is are you confident that you see this going our
1: way on Sunday? I'm always confident at Ibrox, Ross. Always. I, I mean, it, intergalactic Real Madrid could come down from some other planet and if it was at Ibrox, you know, if this team is the best team in the galaxy, I would fancy I would fancy was at Ibrox. It's, it's always been the case. Uh, so, yeah, confident. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, you're looking at Celtic thinking it's probably going to be tighter now, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if Rangers, if, if they turn up, if they put in the performance that we know they're capable of putting in, uh, if everyone reaches the levels that are required in these games, if, if, if we match them in terms of desire and effort uh, and work rate and all that, then I think we've got the better players. Yeah, I, really do. I know we are struggling, but I, I think we've got the better players at the moment. And and as I said, hopefully this will be the game that we get the result and that the belief will just – because a result like that, as I said, especially the way things have been going and some of the criticism that the players have been getting and, you know, some of the sort of sniping and sneering that's been sort of aimed at at Rangers of late because of their performances, kills that, puts that all to bed. As you say, you're going to the international break, that gives players a chance to uh, the ones that are obviously not – the ones that are travelling to – you know, play for international teams aside. It gives them a chance to have a wee break. Then, as you say, get back in, train in, and get back up. Uh, I mean, Stephen Gerrard, I think it was last weekend after the, uh, the Ross County game, he'd sort of suggested he'd seen a shift in training. You yeah. know, he'd seen a wee bit more edge and starting to see signs of the the, the team from last season, you know, coming to the fore. And hopefully that's the case. And we need, we need them on Sunday. You know, we need them on Sunday. We've dominated this fixture for the last year and a bit. You know, they've not beat us since... Christ, when was the last time they beat us? ago, uh, I can't even mind. Yeah, probably, certainly not that season. Um, yeah, it would be the 2-0 game at Ibrox in September of 2019. When, when, when was the cup final that they
0: won? 1-0? Uh, yeah, but that was that was
1: the cup. That doesn't count. Okay. Talking about league games. <laughs> <laughs> last time they beat us in the league was two years ago. Yeah. So we've dominated this fixture for the last two years. And we need to go out and put that message out uh, on Sunday. As I said, I think if our players turn up, if we we reach the performance levels that we know they're capable of, then I think we'll win.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. As we say then, the game, uh, first open of the season, uh, Ibrox 12 o'clock on Sunday. um, And as it's uh, all Rangers fans and all Celtic fans it's going to be one to remember. I am sure that's what it takes us to the to, to the end of today's show. Um, So thank you very very much if you if you've joined us live or they downloaded the show after the event. We're very very grateful for that. The show will be back on Sunday at 9:30 p.m. Whether we win those or draw, Uh, that'll be Colin taking you through as host with uh, Dougie and Chris Jack as well who will be joining us to guests. And um, so please do make sure you tune into that. That's 9:30 on the JessNet YouTube stream or as always available to download uh, from Monday morning wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, please do head over to the website at www.jazznet.co.uk and until next time, thank you so much for listening and bye for now.